Welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and I would like to welcome you to another week of Barnabas Speaks. As you know that the past few weeks I have been given public service announcements about voting. And this past Tuesday, we all headed to the ballots and we cast our votes. And I want to thank everyone that participated in the political and the voting process. Uh, for those that did not, uh, I want you to understand that your vote does count. There is no greater example of that than the two races for governor in Georgia and Florida, where they are now counting every vote uh, and votes are still being counted to see where is that. And that should let you know that your vote counts. And I know that sometimes, especially when it comes to the presidential election and the electoral college, it seems like, man, my vote doesn't count. But it does. Uh, it does and uh, I want you, if you did not participate in the process, I want you to at least pray about it and consider taking part of the election process next at your next ch chance. Uh, I think that it is my belief that the local and state level elections are more important than you would ever know. Probably more, you are more directly affected by your local and state level elections than you are by the presidential elections. But... I would like you to at least consider that. And so I wanted to thank you one, thank everyone that participated in the process. And I hope that everyone that's listened to this did participate in the process in voting. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I believe that it's not just our civic duty, but it's our Christian duty to participate in the, elect, the election process. Now, as you know, the past few weeks we have been dealing with uh, the book, the topic, The Becoming. Uh, my book that I had an opportunity to write, uh, it's called The Becoming, Helping the Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective on Their Relationship with Christ. And we have been dealing with that the past, this past, well, we dealt with it all of October, and now we have stumbled over into November. But I wanted to finish this. I was thinking about and praying about going to another topic, but I wanted to finish this because I think that is important that you get to full essence of the book. Now, as always, if you are looking to get a copy of the book of the Becoming, Helping the Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective on Their Relationship with Christ, if you want a copy, you can go to Amazon.com, look up Cloyd S. Brown Jr., The Becoming, and you will be able to order your copy. It is $9.99 plus shipping and handling. $9.99 plus shipping and handling. Now, if you would like to get an autographed copy, I will give you the instructions on how to order an autographed or signed copy at the end of this podcast. So stay tuned all the way to the end and you will get more information about how to order your signed slash autographed copy. All right, let's get into this week's episode. So we have been going through the chapters of the book, The Becoming, and we are now at the final chapter. At the end of the, the book, I wanted to close it out or come up with a conclusion, and it was called Relational Closure. Relational closure is the title of this this chapter. And I want to read a little bit of it so that way that we can get started on this discussion. Uh, and I hope that you're enjoying this discussion. I hope that this discussion has been fruitful and it has blessed you as much as it has blessed me to have this discussion and to go over this. All right, let us begin. Uh, the beginning of the chapter reads as such. It is at the closure of this book, I would like to leave you with just one solid thought. Marriage, both in the natural and the spiritual, is a process of becoming. There is no magic moment where one day you are unsaved, the next you are saved, and are fully trusting. 
even Moses had a process of understanding and becoming who God called him to be. The purpose of this book is not to teach you how to become, but rather it is to take a biblical analogy, marriage, and break down the concept to let you know that the Christian journey is not one that can be summed up in a matter of a few pages or a few principles. There is no mastering Christianity because there will always be something to learn, something that you don't know about Christ. Paul teaches us this. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in the mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 through 12. Paul is letting us know that there are some things that we won't know until we leave this earth and enter into heaven. Which means that until we reach heaven, we will never be perfected, but we will always be, we'll always be becoming perfect. That is why when you talk to a couple that has been married to each other for 25 or more years, they say such things as, we just took it one day at a time. Our relationship was ever evolving or each year brought something different. Throughout the entirety of this book, I took you through the different processes within your relationships with Christ, which prayerfully displayed Christ's love for you. I want to stop there uh, to hear the rest of the closure of the book. You would have to purchase it. So once again, you can go to Amazon.com and order The Becoming, Cloyd S. Brown Jr. It is $9.99 plus shipping and handling. All right, let's get all, let's break into this topic of the the relational closure. Um, as I was writing this book, I wanted to write something that was uh, short and uh, succinct, and that the reader can just sit down and just read, and it not be something that uh, took them forever to read. Uh, something that they could say, you know, I, I sat down and I read it and move on, uh, but also something they can go back to. And so I wanted to uh, finish the the book uh, with this relational closure because I wanted to bring a conclusion to the matter, uh, the becoming. Um, I wrote this book uh, with the thought of uh, helping people that were just entering into their Christian relationship. Uh, we call them babes in Christ, but I don't really like that phrase because it, it, it denotes really some type of hierarchy. And there's really, there's no hierarchy in Christ. Uh, we all are learning and becoming. We're just becoming at different paces. And so uh, as I wrote the book, I, I wrote it with that in mind. I started writing this book uh, from the thought of, as a devotional and it's birthed from I was a I was in the Air Force at the time and I was a instructor and I started writing these weekly devotionals really was daily devotions at first and then it became weekly and then it cut down to monthly but then I started uh, teaching uh, weekly Bible studies I called them lunchtime studies and we would go to my house and we would uh that was real close to the base and we would have lunch and we would just discuss Bible topics. And as I wrote this book, I uh, used some of the principles and taught some of the principles from this book just as I'm 
coming from the the book now for this podcast. And so when I was doing that, the book was birthed from there, and a lot of the people that were was taking part of the Bible study, my friends, my brothers in arms, they were new to their relationship with Christ. And uh, that is where it was birthed from. So, uh, relational closure. I wanted the, 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 the reader to be able to read this book from beginning to end and realize that even after this book, they still had to go through the process of becoming. That is that is what the uh, the 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 real thing is is that uh, we have to realize that no matter what, whether we read the Bible from cover to cover, whether we go to church every Sunday, whether we were saved today or we were saved sixteen, fifteen, twenty years ago, we still are going through the process of becoming and the. What I said there that there is this there's no I can't give you principles and say, okay, once you follow all these principles, you're done. Like you've 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 graduated. No, it's not that. Uh it's if you think about even the idea of graduation, the graduation just means that you you've reached a culmination on this level and now you're going to another level. Even if you graduate high school and go into the workforce, it's still think a graduation of a level even after you retire from years and years of work you now have to adjust and now become retired and the, the becoming process is just that is a process and it it's it's never ending your marriage to christ is never ending and you're you're always learning and you're always growing and you're always trying to improve on who you are in that relationship with christ uh and if you're not then you are not actively participating in your relationship with Christ. Uh, my wife just preached this past week, and uh, she uh, she was she talked about uh, mindsets, and she talked about uh, active uh, active growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And if you are fixed, if you are just saying, "Well, this is how I am. This is who I am," and People need to learn to love me for that, or God, God takes me as I am, and that is true. He accepts you as you are, but just like in a relationship, uh, there when you get married, there are some things that the person knows that that about you, and they're okay with that. But there is some expectations in your relationship that you will grow and that you will mature and that you will evolve in that relationship. And the same can be said about your relationship with Christ. God puts expectations on you that you would grow and that the thing that you were struggling with years ago, you should not still be struggling if you're walking actively in your relationship with Christ. Uh, but it's a process. Uh, and so what I, I wanted to tell you is that you don't need to beat yourself up if it feels like you are not going fast enough in your process because most of the time when we decide that we're not going fast enough, it is not based off of uh, your your pace, but you're basing it off a of comparison to someone else's pace. And that's what I want. This is what this book is really, the, the, the push of it is, is that your relationship of becoming, your, your process of becoming, your relationship with Christ is yours by itself. And you cannot... Get caught up in what everyone else is doing. You cannot get caught up in, okay, this person's been preaching for years and 
I feel like I should I should be further along in this. That's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. That's one of my that's one of my go to sayings. Uh, I'm not sure if you uh, if you watch commercials. There was a commercial with these these uh, these wise ladies. I'll say that they were older and uh, they were talking about their Facebook wall, but they were actually working on the wall. And one and she's like, "I unfriend you," uh, and the 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 wiser of the 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 wise ladies were saying, "Well, this is not how this works. This is not how any of this works." And that's what I'm really basically saying is this this comparison that we continuously do of um, and that letting that be our measuring stick of where we are in Christ and where we are in our relationship and let that be a measuring stick of what kind of Christian we are. But I'm here to tell you that. The, that is not how this works. Your relationship with Christ is your relationship with Christ. And what I want you to do with the, the thrust of this book is to take ownership in the becoming in your own personal relationship with Christ and realize that it is your relationship that you don't have to be like, like the person sitting next to you. You don't have to be like the pastor. You don't have to be like the deacon. You don't have to be like the person that, that introduced you to Christ. You don't have to be like any of that. Who Christ wants to get to know is you. He wants you, he and who he wants you to know is him. He doesn't want you to base your relationship with off of somebody else's relationship. Um, in the in the book of um, Exodus, when Moses goes up in it's Exodus chapter three to be exact, when Moses goes up and sees that the bush is burning, but it's not consumed, he goes up the mountain, and as God has given his directives to go to the people of his Israel. And uh, go to Pharaoh and tell them to let my people go. They're gonna. He's, Moses says they're gonna ask me who sent you. And the Hebrew of that is he says that Yahweh. Tell him Yahweh sent you. And uh, the the translation to that is two phrases. It's I am, but it also is I will. What it really means I am that I am, or I will be what I will be. And with that. What that denotes is is that one is really a uh, a prophecy, and a prophecy in the sense that I will be what you need me to be. But then the other one is a fulfillment of the prophecy: I am what you need me to be. And so, when you start, when you base your relationship. With Christ, based off of somebody else's relationship with Christ, you're only knowing God for what He will be, and you do not have a relationship with Him. So it's not based off of who you know Him to be, who He is, who He is to you. And the thing about this is that this process that you have to go through in order to truly have a relationship with Christ, you have to participate. In the process, you have to be an active participant in the process. Your relationship with Christ is not a spectator sport. This is, hey, you have to participate. You have to get down and, and you have to read your Bible and you have to take time to pray and you have the time to take to meditate on his word. You have to take time to 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 to, to hear his voice. You have to do this. And after you do these things, after you take time to form a relationship with them, him, then you begin to know who, him for who he is and not who he could be or not who what he would be. You know him for who he is. And as you do that, no one can take that away from you. 
in the book of Genesis, it says that as 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 Abraham goes to sacrifice Isaac, and then as he's going up, it says. Isaac says, I see all these things, but where's the lamb? He says, Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. And then he's, he's now speaking that. And then as, <coughs> excuse me, as he, as he prepares to sacrifice Isaac, he, God steadies his, stops his hand and puts a ram in the bush. And then he goes and sacrifices this ram. And now God has become what he needed him to be. So now God is a provider. And no one can ever tell Abraham of, of anything about God not being a provider because he knows him to be a provider. And what I'm saying is that as you become come in this relationship with Christ there are some things that no one would that God will do for you that will God will do in your relationship that no one will be able to take away and say that this is not God no one will be able to tell you that God is not a provider because he's provided no one will be able to tell you that he's not a healer because he's healed no one will be able to tell you that he's not a comfort because he comforted you and so when people come and tell you these other things no one can take that from you but if you base your relationship on somebody else's relationship and what they said he was, then you will not be able to, you will not have the confidence to stand on and say, this is what he is. And I know him to be this because he's been that for me. You have to be an active participant. What is this relational closure that I'm saying? It's saying that this is your relationship and you have to take ownership of it. And the becoming, the becoming is that you are to, to, to be in the process, to be in it, to, 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 to be in a relationship with Christ, to take your time and, and to pray and to, to read his word and to get to know him. And these are the things that you're doing to become one with God. That's what I, that's what that's what this book is about. Is that you will become, but that that this book would cause you to read that my as I wrote this book and as I prayed about what God wanted me to say, I wrote this book to help you specifically, you each one of you, the listener, to take ownership into your relationship with Christ. That you don't put it on mom or grandma or dad or a granddad or your pastor or the deacons or the your your, your small group leader, but it's on you to be an active participant. It doesn't matter how good of a preacher that you got you have at your church. It doesn't matter how much your mom prays and how much your dad prays if you don't participate in your relationship with Christ. None of that matters. You said I do to Christ. We talked about the marriage. We talked about the proposal. You said I do. You said that I, I believe that he is the, the son of God. You said that that he is uh, that you believe in your heart. You said that you confess with your mouth. You said these things. So now God is saying, you said this. You said I do to me. So now let us walk forward in our relationship, in our marriage, so that way we can grow as one. We have to participate, beloved. We have to participate in our process to becoming. And the process of becoming is to walk in relationship with Christ. And as you know that I always like to, 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 to have a, uh, an encouragement and empowerment moment. Because you know that this podcast is about encouragement. This podcast is about empowerment. This podcast is about faith. And if you're going to be anything... 
if you're going to become anything, if you're going to be a best-selling author, if you're going to be a, a owner of a nonprofit, if you're going to 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 travel the world if, and 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 speak and and encourage people, if you're going to be a, a, a church planter, if you're going to be a business owner, if you're going to to do nails or or you're going to do hair or you're going to uh, do any of these things, you must be active in this thing of becoming. You can't just sit there and say, I'm going to do this and then walk away. You can't, you can, in fact, you can't even put your becoming in the hands of anyone else. You can't say, well, I'm going to be a business owner, but I'm waiting for this person to teach me this. No, if you want to become a business owner, you go, you, you do whatever you got to do. If you got to go take a business class, if you got to go read some books, if you got to Google, if you have to go. You have to go uh, intern somewhere. Whatever you got to do, you cannot sit down and say, I'm waiting for this person to show me. If you want to become an entrepreneur, you have to be active in the process of becoming an entrepreneur. You have to be active in it and say, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I'm going to I'm going to dig down deep and I'm going to study and I'm going to read. I'm going to read books. I'm going to read uh, Who Moved My Cheese about being a manager. I'm going to move, read books about entrepreneurship. I'm going to watch YouTube videos and I'm going to watch uh, TED, TED Talks. And I'm going to do all these different things. I'm going to go. But then the other process is that I'm going to figure out what it takes to register my business. What do I need? I'm going to figure out the tax laws about registering my business. I'm going to do all these things. And then maybe I'll, then I'll begin to develop a team. But don't try to build the team before you begin to do the work that it takes to become what you said that you wanted to be. I don't care what it is. You can have a whole list of all these things that you want to be. But if you are not active in the, 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 the becoming of that thing, then you will not succeed. You may It may feel like you're going to succeed, but eventually the, the people that you're waiting on, they're, they're going to stop wanting to help you because I have this one rule. And this one rule is that is that I can only help you to the level that you want to be helped. I can only help you and I can only encourage you and I can only empower you to the level you want to be helped. I can want it all day for you, but if you don't want it, I can only push and pull you so far. And it's as simple as the, the old saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. It's that simple. I am telling you that I don't care what it is that you want to be. You want to be a movie star? You better start acting in some plays. You better you better get to California. Uh, let me, this is a little stop right here. So my brother, my brother, my, my, my baby brother, uh, he has a desire to write video game storylines. But not just any video game stories. He wants to write Christian video game storylines. And so he began to develop a plan. It says, what is the best place to do this? And so he said, I want to get to California. So I know, he said, I know I can't live like in necessarily the prime of Silicon Valley. I can't live in Hollywood. So right now, I'm living in, he was living in Charleston at the time. Right now, I'm living in Charleston. So, I need to, I, I know how much I make here, and I need to find a place in California that has the equivalent cost of living to where we live now. So, he went, he did his study, he did the research, we sat down, I told him to get a map, we got the map, we put the place that he wanted to go, and he settled on Sacramento, California. So, the next thing he did is I have a deadline to when I need to be out there by. So 
He set himself a deadline. He said, by the end of, by, by Christmas, I'm moving. All right. So, so everything he did was to begin to do it. So he began to research. He began to look up jobs. He began to look at apartments and places and got on Craigslist to find that we could find apartments and <coughs> figured out the transportation system. He did all these different things. <coughs> he didn't go to, he didn't move to Sacramento. Now, it's not like he just walked into a game. So then he said, uh, okay, I'll find a job. He found a job. He had someone to stay. And so now, now that he's a little bit settled, now he can begin to work on it. And I'm not saying that he's already become it, but he cannot become it. He cannot even begin to start becoming it if he doesn't at least start the process. He's been living in Sacramento now for what? Let's see. I want to see. I think he moved 2015. So this is 2018. He either, hold on, he moved 2015. Yeah, 2015. I want to say he left Christmas 2015. Or maybe it may have been Christmas 2014. Yep, it was Christmas 2014 he moved. And so, no. He moved Christmas 2013. I want to say he left December 2013. And so, we are now in uh, this going into December 2018. It's been five years. But if he does not begin to start the plan, he'll never be over there. He'll never be in this place and begin to grow. And the thing is that you're, we become so worried about failing and, and stumbling and, and all those different things that we never even take off. One of the, one of the old podcasts I talked about, um, the very first one was failure to launch. And the reality is that as long as you let fear or fear of launch, that's what it was. As long as you let fear control you, as long as fear matters to you more than becoming, you'll never be, be what you said you wanted to be. And you must, take an, you must become an active participant. You can't wait for someone to come give you the information. You have to go and do it. I, 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 you can't wait. You can't wait for someone to 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 to. This, to f I know that you hear the stories and these dream stories, and you watch TV and you watch these movies, and you just in the right place at the right time. But part of being at the right place at the right time is actually going. And I know you're waiting for. You may be waiting for a check to come in the mail, but hey, maybe you need to go to the bank and see what that loan's talking about. I know you want, I know, but the fact is that I don't expect checks to come in the mail. Now, if a check comes, praise God, all glory to God. But until then, I realized that I don't have any rich uncles or aunts, stuff like that, and that I've, I've, I've been working since I was 14 years old. And so if I've been working since I was 14 years old, I have to work to get this, these things. There's certain things that I'm going to have to work towards. And so I can't expect that all of a sudden that I have a dream of writing a book. I have a dream of, of starting a podcast. I have a dream. Of, of being a speaker and, and speaking all over the world. And I have a dream of being a pastor. I have a dream of preaching in different these different places. I have all these dreams. These are real dreams that I have. And so, and, and I, I can't expect that one day without any, without any, any effort and any participation on my end alone, that this is going to fall in my, in my, my plate. I can't, if I say that I want to be a great preacher, I can't wait for my my pastor to say, "Hey, we're gonna go and let's uh, let's work on some some preaching techniques, or let's work on some some books, this and that. Let me let's work on exegesis and hermeneutics." No, I can't wait on him. Not to say that he wouldn't do that, because I know that he would. But I, if I say that I believe that I'm called to be a great preacher, and great is definitely uh, relevant, and 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 it, it depends on and it's 
subjective. And so, but if I say that's what I believe I'm called to be, I must now begin to participate in the process of becoming that. I need to read some books. I need to, to go to some leadership classes. I need to, to study some hermeneutics and, and uh, learn how to execute the text. I need to do those things. I need to read the Bible. I need to read some commentaries. I need to do these things. I need to surround myself with other good preachers and, and great preachers. And I need to listen to them and, and see and listen to their stories. And I need to do those things. And that's me actively participating in my becoming a great preacher. That's actively participating in me becoming a great leader. The challenge is that we look at Instagram and we look at Facebook and we look at Twitter and we see these snapshots of people and we don't realize that part of their snapshots, behind their snapshot, before the snapshot, before and after the snapshot, they took, they took an active responsibility and an active part in becoming what you got a snapshot of. I know that you think that the person that, that's really successful, that they just woke up one day and they were successful. No. It took work. One of the things that we're very critical of as societies, we always talk about the Kardashians. And if you know anything about the Kardashians, there was a, uh, there was a Kim Kardashian had a, a tape that was uh, between her and her boyfriend at the time, and it got released. Uh, and everybody said, well, she got, she got famous for having a sex tape. Yeah, that's not it. Uh, there's still work to be involved, and I'm not saying that you go make a sex tape, but they, for for even if we feel like, oh man, she's famous for nothing, even if that's how you feel, there's still work to that. They still had the the the, the show that they had. They still work. They still they still had to go out and make the deals, and they still had the, the show that they have, uh, and the, the the clothing lines and the, the endorsements. All those things took work to become that. And so however you feel about them, they still participate in the process of becoming that thing. I don't care what it is that you're trying to become. You have to take part in the part in, in the, 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 the process of becoming it. And, and you can talk about Kim Kardashian or, or this Instagram model or that person, that person. At, at least at the end of the day, they can say that they're taking an active participation in becoming the thing that they want to become. Can you say the same? Stop stop scrolling on Instagram and talking about how this person deserved this, this, and that. You don't know what they deserve because you don't know what they did to take the act of participating in the becoming. You have to, beloved, take an active. I know I keep on saying it, and if I keep on saying it, it's one of those things when we teach, we call it a footstop moment. So imagine every time I say something multiple times, it is a footstop moment. It means that you have to... You should listen and take note to realize that I can no longer wait and I can no longer scroll on Instagram and, and like on Facebook and wonder why I'm not getting there. You go start your own Facebook show. You go start your own podcast. You begin to write the book. You do the research to figure out what it takes to start the business. You do the research to see what it means to self-publish. You go take a class. You go do all those things. How do I know about publishing? It's because... I had a failure, which seemed like a failure, but I wasn't 
afraid of failing. I went to a publisher. They they said yes. They accepted it. I paid my money and I, I sent them my manuscript and months went by. They never hit me back. And the next thing I find out is that they're, they're going bankrupt. My money is down the drain. And now I'm in the process of figuring out how I'm going to get this book that God told me to write. So I prayed about it and I prayed about it. He said, don't go to another publisher. Find a way to self-publish. And I went on Amazon. I Googled it. Amazon Kindle Direct came up and uh, Amazon... Uh, I can't think of the other term for the self-publishing company right now. Uh, I'll think about it before the end of this podcast. But at the end of the day, God said, do this. And so now I know about that. I know how to find an editor. I, I sent the book to my editor. We went through the process. I paid the money. I, I, I actively participated in creating this book, The Becoming. And I was actively participating because I told myself and I told everyone else that God told me to write this book. And how can I say that God told me to write this book and then I don't take an active part in doing what God told me to do. Beloved, let's move back to the faith portion of this. You are walking around saying God said this and God said that, but you are not taking an active participation in the thing that God said do. Let's go to relationships. If you're walking around telling women that God told them that that, uh, you're a male, you're telling that God told me that you're my wife. If that's, if that's it, that's, that's your only statement, but you're not doing anything to be an active participant of being a, uh, well, I don't want to say this, a, a, uh, a suitor, a, a, a person that, uh, that holds value, uh, that person that they would be interested in. If you're not even, if you're not really doing this, if you're saying this, they have nothing but your word and no action to truly believe that you are that God really told you that that you were their husband or that they were supposed to be your wife that they were supposed to marry you it's great to say and i'm not even saying that God didn't say it but if you're not actively participating if you're not making yourself if you're not even carrying yourself for what a husband looks like if you don't know what they're looking for in a husband if you don't even know what you're looking for in a wife if you don't you don't have all your now i'm not saying you have to have all your ducks roll but you're not you're not holding value and you don't hold any value to the to the point to where they say you know what i can see god saying that to you if, if then why would they buy in? Why would they believe you? Because you're not truly taking an active part. Forget this going up to a person and saying that you're supposed to be my wife or you're supposed to be my husband. This, this, and that. Disclaimer. God will never tell you that someone else's husband or wife is supposed to be your spouse. All right, let's continue on. But this is, but to continue on, I'm using this as an example, but you can't just go up to someone and say, God told me this, and you're not even participating in the process of doing what God told you to do. God said you're going to be a good preacher, but you don't know anything about the Bible. You don't even take time to read your Bible. You don't do anything to, 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 to foster, to edify yourself. God told you that, that you were supposed to, to, uh, to start this nonprofit, but you don't know anything about nonprofit. You don't know if I say five hundred one c three, you don't even know what I'm talking about. And you told me a year ago that God told you to start a nonprofit. God told you to start the LLC, but you don't know anything that of of what it's supposed to take, what it requires to start the LLC. All these things about 
faith this. This is what it means that faith without works is dead. If you are not an active participant in the process of becoming what you what you said in faith, then your faith is dead because you are not working, walking out and working out the thing that you said that God said. And I cannot believe you if you tell me that God told you that it's time to stop smoking, but you continue to get packs of cigarettes. It's hard for me to believe it. If you told me that God told you it's time for you to 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 to, to stop drinking, but and and you you know it, and you say that I'm gonna stop drinking, but you keep on going around people that's drinking all the time. It's gonna be hard for me to believe that you heard from God and you and, and it, or that there was a spirit and it would seem like it's more emotional, or it's hard for me to believe that. That you are truly committed to walking out what you said God said. You have to participate in the becoming of what God called you to be. But if you're not willing to participate, I don't believe that you're becoming it. I And I know that I said earlier that it takes time, it takes pace. And I'm not saying that you don't go move at your own space. But I need to see some type of, I need to at least see you walking in that direction. And I know this is this is probably not what you're used to. You're not used to this 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 rough this 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 hey this is it's all or nothing type of thing. But sometimes I have to as as a, as a, as this podcast this host as a a believer in Christ as a proclaimer of the gospel as a person that is uh that that is ordained in in the in the Lord's church. I must also be really real with you and say that there's some. Things that I cannot believe if you're not doing it. If you're not actively participating in the process, if you're not, once again, this is a footstop moment. If you're not actively participating in the process, your faith proclamation doesn't hold as much weight. It doesn't. It does it, it does not. If I told my wife, this is what I told her, I said that uh, God wanted us, wants me, I said us, to leave the military. And I didn't make any preparation to move leave the military. I didn't begin to look for jobs. I didn't begin to uh, make networking uh, decisions. I didn't do any of those different things. The things, I didn't begin to prep. I didn't begin to save. I didn't begin to do any of those things. And I didn't begin to walk out a plan. She doesn't believe that it was God that told me this. And I hope I don't think she would mind me telling this. I remember when I first told her, she was like, man, God. It really wasn't about me getting out of the military. It's about us moving to Raleigh. And we had just, when I say just, we bought a house. <clears throat> we moved into our house June of 2013. Yeah, June of 2013. And we moved into our house. And, uh, and the, I want to say 2014, no, it was 2015, uh, no, it was 2014 going into 2015 and God told us that we would be getting out of the Air Force. And, uh, late, shortly after that, he told us that we would be moving from, uh, Charleston, South Carolina or North Charleston, South Carolina. And we would be moving to Raleigh, North Carolina. And so it was probably about a year after we've had our house built. Oh, we've been living in our house. And I went and told my wife this. And it was hard for her to believe. But 
I begin to walk in the direction of Raleigh. I begin to walk in the direction of helping to plant this church. And the more I walked, the more my faith proclamation took life. And she could begin to see that God really said this. And then God told her, of course. But if I don't take this faith proclamation and begin to walk it out, it no longer begins to seem like faith or it no longer begins to seem like it's a real thing that I heard. And it begins to seem like aimless talking. It begins to seem like I'm just trying to say something that sounds deep. And for some of you that are listening to this podcast, you have been saying that God said for years. And you have not moved forward on that. And now it becomes the case that when you talk, your words have no weight. And people don't really believe that God said it to you because it's been years since you said that God told you to start your own business and you haven't even begun the process. It's been years since God told you to stop smoking, but you're still smoking. You haven't taken a smoke cessation class. Cessation class. You haven't looked into the patch. You haven't done any of those things. And so we begin to believe that maybe you don't hear from God like you say you hear from God. I didn't expect to take this turn for this podcast, but I think that you need to hear this and hear it well that the, the first part of the becoming is the faith proclamation. The second part is to begin to walk out your proclamation. If you're not walking out your proclamation, your proclamation doesn't mean anything to anybody. And I know I told you that you, you should have your own drum, your own rhythm to your relationship with God. But if you're not moving, there's no rhythm. You have to move to the rhythm of your relationship with God and only your relationship. But you also have to be an active participant. If I can close with anything, I told you this chapter was called Relational Closure. It's to participate in your process. To participate in your becoming. Find out what it takes to become and go become that thing. That's all I have for you today is that you have to, in order to become that thing, you have to begin to become that thing. Go out and be what you said that you were to become. I love you, beloved. And remember, never let your independence rob you from independence on God. God bless you. Hey family, you have just listened to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I want to thank you for listening to Barnabas Speaks. As always, I would like to open up the opportunity for you to send emails about your prayer requests, send uh, questions, comments, concerns. But most importantly, I would like to open up the opportunity if you are looking to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would like you to reach out to me. As soon as possible, reach out to me right now. How can you reach out to me? 
You can reach out to me via email. My email is cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. Cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook at Cloyd Stephon Brown, on Instagram at Cloyd Brown, and Twitter at Gentleman Cloyd. How do you spell Cloyd? I'm sure you're asking. It is C L O Y E D. The spelling of my name is C L O Y E D. Please feel free to reach out. I'm waiting your call, your, not your call, your text, your DM, your, all those different things. Now, finally, if you are looking to order a copy of The Becoming, my book, you can, of course, you can go to Amazon.com and order it and look up Cloyd Stephon Brown, The Becoming. Or, but if you're looking for a signed or autographed copy, I want you to reach out to me on any of those forms of communication that I've already listed and let me know that you would like a signed autographed copy of the book, The Becoming. The book is $9.99 and you reach out and let me know and we will figure out a payment system or payment plan and a delivery system. And I look forward to hearing from you and I'll be waiting for your, your, your email, your DM and all those different things. Now... I would like to thank each and every last one of you, my listeners. I thank you for coming out each week. I thank you for listening. I thank you for sharing it and telling your friends about it. I would I would implore each and every last one of my listeners to share this podcast with at least one friend. I just want to get this message. If this message blessed you, I want to be able to get it out to other people and that so that they may be blessed as well. So I want to thank you once again for your for your, your faithful listening and that you come back each week. And all the feedback that I get, and I love you guys. God bless you. God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you.